everybody, folks. We are back and uh, doing what we do best here when we're live on remote. We grab people of interest and bring them to the microphone. And even though she doth protest too much about her voice at this time of morning, we have Carol Robidoux. She is the uh, proprietor of ManchesterInkLink.com. She is created for herself and the Queen City. Quite an online news presence. Carol, good morning. Welcome to the Drive Large Radio Show. Good morning, Rich. <laughs> Good morning. It's a lot easier to type, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Way easier. <laughs> so, Carol, you're a veteran reporter. Uh, you've, you've been a journalist for how long now? Golly, I have to do the math, but I, I guess it's been like 35, 35 years. Is that possible? Yeah, I guess so. 80, late 80s? Well, I, I graduated in, from high school in 1987, so I'm having my 30th and, and 30th almost, reunion this, this almost year. Almost 30 years, let's say that. Almost 30 almost years. 30 All years. right, so you're pushing 30 years as a journalist. You've been yeah. covering the Queen City for a while. Does anything stand out to you about this, this, re, this rerun between uh, Gatsis and, uh, and Craig? Well, the one thing that, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time trying to uh, – uh, create some public forums that beyond this, like this is great that the chamber does this, but uh, two, two years ago there were several public uh, forums. Right, the, at the initiation of the mayor's campaign. Right, and I, and I um, talked to Mike Skelton and I talked to different people. Uh, it's just hard to get, actually, to be frank, it's hard to get Mayor Gatsis's campaign. They, they haven't actually even responded directly to hmm. the question. Um, I think people... Wh- which question? The question is... How about some public open forums like, you know, at a high school or at a grade school where people don't, you know, this is a ticketed event. Um, the other the other three forums are either radio or um, TV. You know, there's not really an open forum type thing. You know, I'm looking at the state. Statewide, we have uh, mayoral forums in Concord, in Rochester, mm-hmm. in Nashua. Nashua has all the candidates from from every office, from the school board to the uh, board of aldermen. They come on by ward. You know, they sit on the stage, and the public fills the room. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a moderated event. But that's you know, when I covered Nashua, that was what I was familiar with. That this is how the city would should operate. That people who are interested can come out and see the candidates that are running next to each other address the questions. And here, there's a lack of not just in the mayoral race, but I mean, all the way down, there's really not a lot of public forums happening um, where you're purposely getting people together. There's some action in Ward 6, but there's not really any, no initiative, not by any entity. Yeah, and basically in Ward 6, it's all been DePietro and uh, Moreau because the other half of the equation there, um, Bergeron and uh, McCone, have not participated. In fact, they've refused. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd – to me, it's kind of an odd non-participatory yeah. election well, cycle. People ma- aren't really demanding – I would think the candidates would be demanding uh, the opportunity to – go head-to-head on some of the issues and, and engage right. the public. Why are you running for office if you don't want to engage? Yeah, I think that uh, maybe people are worn out. We got a lot of politics going on. Yeah, man, I guess, man. but, I mean, it's, you know, if you're not up for it, then step aside and let No, I mean, just the general public. Like um, maybe, they're, maybe they're worn out, but at this juncture, sh- they shouldn't be worn out. They should be they should be engaged and... and uh, interested in in knowing who's the right person because that dynamic's going to change from the mayor to the alderman and even the school board the assemblage of people that you get is is 
going to change the way that right. everything goes. Well, Manchester doesn't really have a history, frankly, in, at least in the more than quarter of a century that I've been around doing this, of having these open public forums. In fact, when Mayor Gatzis two years ago challenged Joyce Craig to one of those open forums in each of the 12 wards, that was the first time in memory I remember any campaign for mayor, and I've run a couple of them in this city. Yeah, which is odd to had, me. Had done something like that. I don't know. So, you know, anyway, other than that. Um, and, and and it's probably of, of note to there that um, Craig two years ago didn't accept all of those. Uh, she only selected uh, certain words that she would go to to do the forum with the mayor, and the mayor held open forums with everybody in the rest of the words on his own. That she wouldn't go to. But in terms of this campaign and the race itself, you know, what do you see as the, you know, the particular issues uh, that uh, are, are driving the campaigns and uh, whether or not they're reaching uh, they're not they're all they're, they're You know, they're certainly reaching their voters. Um, but are they reaching beyond them? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, and Eddie, if your ears are out there, I didn't get the message that you were on the phone. Uh, so if you want to call back, we'll put you on the air. Go ahead, Karen. Uh, you know, Joyce is uh, uh, and uh, relatively unproven in the role of mayor. So, I mean, by relatively unproven, I mean she's she's never been a mayor. Uh, she has held other uh, city offices. So, the mayor has a, a a strong history of being the mayor, and everybody kind of knows what he uh, is bringing to the table um, and that can be good and that can be bad uh, you know on be behind the scenes or below the surface there's a sense that the mayor's style of leadership is not does not always sit well with some of his departmental leaders um, and uh, uh, and and his um, engagement isn't as uh, in-depth as as uh, some wish it would be I'm trying to be really diplomatic here um, Whereas uh, those who are uh, interested in seeing Joyce be mayor are interested in her what they perceive to be her style of leadership, uh, being more uh, engaged with uh, uh, people in leadership roles, etc. So I think we're looking at the difference between, um, you know, uh, just it's stylistically a leadership style. I don't know that the, you know, the mayor doesn't necessarily lead by, um, you know. A, uh, engagement and let's all make a decision here together. He'll mm. he'll veto. He'll make a um, a uh, you know a, a decision, a uh, standalone decision. Sometimes to, you know he'll take input, but then he'll sort of decide things, which is his interpretation of yeah. of the office. So it's it's two different ways of leading. It's two different ways of of going forward with the city and engaging. And um, I think it's it's really up to the people to to engage and and find out what uh what what's next you know what what they want next what if the city mayor can lead the city forward into the next is, right, phase is style we, enough for change we, yeah right is style enough for change we've got uh, eddie in manchester on the line good morning eddie hey good morning Richard. i just got a, a quick question slash comment and uh a few minutes ago you had said something interesting rich and i'm not sure if you even realized it or not but you had said if those who have a clear conflict of interest, right, had not been allowed to vote, right? Should that be the case? Currently, it's not. If someone like Ron Ludwig, for example, has a clear uh, conflict of interest, right, should there be a sergeant at arms or whoever step in and say, I'm sorry, Alderman Ludwig, you are not allowed to vote? And, uh, you know, that's that. 
Well, I, I got to tell you something, Eddie. I think that uh, that role could either be served by the mayor, who is the parliamentarian of the board, uh, or the city clerk, or the city solicitor. I think there are plenty of people there who um, uh, could play the role of parliamentarian, but for a variety of reasons, uh, probably have not. I, I know I've discussed this with the mayor, and I know he does not believe that he is the mayor of the city, um, has the right to uh, intervene and prevent an elected official from casting a vote um, in a situation like that. I think that's a sincerely held conviction, and I think we both know that if he thought otherwise, he would do it. He, you know, He's certainly not been shy about those things in the past. Um, but um, the question becomes whether or not the city clerk or the uh, city solicitor as uh, officers of the city and uh, um, arbiters of the charter uh, have that authority already. And I think that's one of the unclear things about the charter. I believe that they, uh, they do, in particular the solicitor. I think the solicitor uh, did the whole process a huge amount of damage. Um, and brought discredit to uh, the documents that govern the city by saying, well, yes, the charter technically does uh, preclude you from voting, but it's up to every alderman to make their decision. And, uh, you know, I suppose what could have been done there, too, is there could have been an appeal to the board, uh, to, you know, and have the board make the decision that it was a conflict or not. But now you would have the board determining what the clear language of the charter or you could have the board determining that the clear language of the charter meant something completely different than it did. So, you know, I think the authority's there. I think it's subject to interpretation, but perhaps a charter change to have a sergeant at arms or something like that. But, you know, is that a, is that a paid position? Is that, uh, you know, who is it? How is it chosen? But just have one of the, just have one of the present ones step up. I mean, you, you call them one of the, Take out. There's enough chefs there already. You know, I don't think you have to appoint any more. But yeah, that's the only question I had, Rich. All right, thank you. All right, Eddie, appreciate uh, you being out there. Appreciate the call. So uh, I, I think. Okay, well, you can you can step up and say goodbye. So it wasn't your light, all right? So it's another Ford Fusion out I think there. It fade. It's like the fade fade out. You know, it mm -hmm. stays on for like ah, there you go. Yeah, there you long. go. All right, Carol. So we're coming to uh, the end of this segment. I'll give you a chance to uh, sort of wrap up your thoughts on the mayoral race. And yeah, you, I think the style question is one, but it, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, Gatis is is a is a precursor to Trump. I think he's you know he was an executive. He was a CEO. He was used to making decisions. Um, and I've, I've seen in a lot of people who have that background who come to politics, there's a certain way that you make decisions. I mean, people forget Ted Gatzis was uh, once upon a time the president and CEO of the largest employer in the state of New Hampshire. He had almost 8,000 employees when he ran Staffing Network, which is a company he built with his brother, sold it to ADP, I think it was. Um, and, and, and you get to those heights in business by conducting yourself a certain way. And does it always translate well into politics? Perhaps not, but love him or hate him, uh, like like what's happened or not, you can't say that Ted Gatzis is a man that has failed to act and has not gotten things done. Oh, right. Nope. I don't think anybody's saying that. So um, so I really think it's it comes down to voters, you know, who's coming out, who's who's going to vote, who's going to wake up and, and get engaged and feel like it matters who they vote for, not just for the mayor. It's 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 all the down ballot races. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I feel like having more public forums could have engaged voters more um, 
it's not too late, but it's it's. Um... See, strategically, it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition for me to as a political strategist to look at because normally, if you think you have the upper hand, you you try to limit your exposure, right? And I'm so, sure that's what's happening. But I, I'm, I'm sure it is too. So two years ago, Ted Gatzis threw it out there and said, "I will debate you in every single word and let you know take questions from the audience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera," and, and that happened. This year, and, and Joyce only agreed to, I think it was five of them. I forget the exact number. Um, this year, it seems to have flipped. So if Craig's campaign thought it had the upper hand, would it risk uh, you know, the unpredictability of a public forum? And I know they proposed, I think, one at every high school or something like that. Um, and so I, I, I wonder if that's not sort of how the campaigns have inverted this time over last time isn't is an ind- indication of how they see themselves and where they are in this race. It could be. Yeah, it's hard to know what, what the strategy really is. Um, but, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm huge, a huge proponent of communication and conversation and engagement. So for me, yeah, maybe you should have a radio show, uh, <laughs> but I can't talk very well. So that's what we do. But anyway, that's uh, never stopped anybody for, else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for, have you heard my for, news reads? Thanks for getting me, uh, getting me, my brain ticking. I didn't have coffee yet though. That's my other excuse. Oh, you know, I have a, um, I have a, a question here from a member of the audience. Uh, ask Carol if she has ever sat down with Gatsis. Oh, yeah. Uh, back when I cover, I used to work for NHPR Freelance, and I did a pretty extended interview with him. Right. But you haven't done anything since you've done Manchester Ink Link with him, sort of like a one-on-one interview kind of thing? Um, I've, I've interviewed him on certain issues. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say to um, – to, <laughs> I, I communicate mostly with his people. Uh, he doesn't um, – He's a busy man, I guess, is the best way to put it. You know, I don't think he would he would uh, refuse me, but um, uh, I've reached out to him. I've, I've spoken to him on the phone plenty, but I've never sat down with him uh, in his office. Um, you know, haven't sat down with Joyce either. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah, you know, I have a, I have a I have a good relationship with the mayor. I think, you know, it's hard for me to know. Uh, it's it's hard for many to know. Yeah, but you know, but it's just the way he is. He plays it pretty close to the chest. Yeah, he's he's smiled at me a few times. <laughs> yeah. Carol Robidoux of Manchester Inc. Link, we appreciate you being with us here on the Dread at Large Radio Show, and uh, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll hit the top of the hour. John DePietro joins us. We are coming at you live from the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce mayoral debate. If you hear dishes clinking in the background, it's because they're diligently going about the business of getting things ready. We've done our sound checks. We're on the air. News is next.